Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. Today is a very special episode. I have such a phenomenal guest with me. I'm such a fan of her and the line, of course. But um, so without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Leslie Harris, who's the global president for SkinCeuticals. So welcome to the show, Leslie. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to join you. Oh, it's and such be, an honor. And be part of your special community. Oh my gosh. No, I'm so honored to host you. I love the brand and I love, you know, your vision. And I know we've talked before this recording too. And I just, you know, so everyone buckle in. This is going to be a really good one. (laughs) (laughs) A fun ride. Yeah. Fun ride. So I want to, I want to start off Leslie, because I want to talk about your career, because I know you have so much experience and you've just done such great work um, in your career. So I'd love for you to start us off with your own journey in this industry and like how you kind of ended up at SkinCeuticals and just all the good stuff. And if, absolutely, and if you had told me at 21, when I graduated with a degree in economics, because I didn't know what to major in, that I would end up where I am, I would have laughed at you. Um, (laughs) And, but I'm, I'm proof that you can, if you love beauty and you love the industry, it's there, it's there for you. And it takes people of all backgrounds, cultures, viewpoints to move the beauty industry forward. And I've yeah. been very fortunate to work for a company that em- embraces people who, you know, have different backgrounds because uh, I don't have a traditional background and uh, L'Oreal took a chance on me and, and hopefully I've made them proud. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you have. I but- mean, honestly, like, <laughs> I, I think, you know, the thing is though, that's the kind of, that's the kind of story I love is like, you just people who are just brilliant and you guys end up in like positions and you're just like, I don't know how I got here, but I got here, <laughs> you know? So I want to know, I want to know the details though, like the early years, like what were you doing? And um, before L'Oreal, like all the, tell us all the details. Sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I've been at L'Oreal 17 years, more than I've ever been anywhere else. Uh, and if you ever, again, if you ever told me that I'd be in corporate America, I would have, I would have laughed because when I first graduated college, I worked in venture capital. And I remember Mm. selling my suits when I was probably 25. I went to get a master's in fashion history in London. And I, and I don't even think I sold, I got rid of all my suits. And I was like, I'm never going to wear one of these again. I'm liberated. (laughs) And I, (laughs) yeah, so I, I got a master's in fashion history. um, And I was always a science geek proudly in high school. And I loved science. Um, when you're a student, you generally don't have a lot of money. Uh, so working as a graduate student, I worked in a massage therapy, uh, services like a company, right. Um, and I worked with a lot of aromatherapists and I always liked chemistry and I didn't have a lot of money. So I started making my own products and it was a lot of of fun and I graduated And I ended up working for a cosmetics packaging development company, which was really interesting, again, because it combines science and engineering and branding and consumer insights. And I had an epiphany moment (laughs) of, this is really fun, but I want to be on the brand side. I want to be the one telling me what to do. Yeah. And so, um, as I I think I told you, a woman that you interviewed very recently, Marie-Pierre Starkflora, was my first boss at L'Oreal. Um, she oh. was at Kiehl's at the time. Yeah. And my mom was, uh, my mom is a photographer and she was teaching a photography class that Marie-Pierre Starkflora was in. Yeah. And my mom, 
came to me and she said, I have this person, you have to meet her. You just have to understand what she does. You know, <laughs> she, she runs keels. And I said to her, okay, I'm pretty sure she doesn't run keels, but yeah, of course, you know, I didn't, I didn't really know what I needed to do to pivot, to move into a career in beauty. Yeah. And I met with Marie Pierre and who was lovely, as you already know. Oh my gosh, and she's amazing. Yeah. He said, send me your resume. And before I knew it, uh, I was moving from London. So I was living there and met my now husband there. And yeah. we moved to New York and I took a job as the assistant manager at Kiehl's. And kind wow. of the rest is history. I learned everything on the job. I went back and got a master's of professional studies in cosmetics and fragrance, marketing and management at FIT, where I now teach beauty history. Um, wow. So things come full circle. <laughs> we wow, get to that you're a professor as well. That's amazing. Yes, wow. I am. I am. And That's so cool. And I really learned by asking a lot of questions, by being very close friends with the labs and operations yeah. and always seeking to understand their point of view and how they thought to put myself in their shoes. And, you know, I ended up, um, so I, I was at Kiehl's for about four and a half years. Yeah. Then I moved to Garnier in the U.S. where oh. I worked on U.S. innovations, mm -hmm. which is very interesting for your listeners in having to adapt products that are developed in one country how to make sure that they're successful in other countries. And sometimes it's how you tell the story. And sometimes yeah, that's it's the like, ingredients honestly, or the formulation. Like, not, not to interrupt you, but that's one of my biggest like, things is like, I'm so curious about because, you know, when brands go global, I always wonder, I'm like, I wonder what the homework behind all this is because to translate, oh, there's a lot brands, of homework. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, how do mm -hmm. you translate a brand from one culture into the next? It's not even about just like, oh, we sell in, you know, Europe and Asia. And it's like understanding the cultures of those places. You know what I mean? So yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm going to ask you about that later. But and if you like cultural studies and you like consumer insights, being part of a, a globalizing brand is really interesting and being part of beauty is interesting because our backgrounds and our own histories influence how we interpret beauty. Right. Uh, and that keeps it, it beauty, something's always changing. And if you like to be intellectually stimulated and you just, you, you like creating beauty is a perfect place to do it because it's so interdisciplinary. Um, yeah. So I, yeah. so I worked on Garnier and I had known about SkinCeuticals for a long time. And it was yeah. a super scientific brand, which I loved because I was, a, you know, as a science geek in high school and never studied it in college because quite frankly, I didn't have enough confidence in my abilities. Yeah. You know, that was in the nineties, right? The world like, has changed a little bit. But no, <laughs> honestly, I'm, I'm keeping it real for everyone listening. Like you can go into science in undergrad, but honestly, it doesn't really get you anywhere. Like a bachelor's, like a bachelor's in biology, like you don't even get a job after that. It's so I stupid. would have been a disaster in the labs though. It would have been a disaster. <laughs> Chemical <laughs> equations, fine. But yeah. lab, and so <laughs> it was a good thing, you know, but I, I loved SkinCeutical's approach to formulation and the brand is being so scientifically driven. Yeah. And I had the good fortune of heading up uh, marketing and global innovation for the brand. And then in 2015, I became the global general manager, global president of the brand where I'm responsible wow. for 
the global vision, the top line distribution, the creative vision, the innovation. Uh, I'm responsible for it, but I have an amazing team and amazing lab and operational partners that are really, to your point, the key to making any kind of success in, yeah. in beauty happen. You know, there, there might be lone geniuses, but I, I think that's myth too. And it really comes from people who, who work together and bring their best skills and bring their whole selves to, yeah. to, to the no, table. No, I mean, the brand reflects that so perfectly too, because, you know, um, obviously like, you know, I am also a science geek and I really, no, really appreciate. <laughs> I would, I would never have known. <laughs> yeah, I kind of made a career out of that, but you know, it's, it's like one of those things where I, if I see a line, like, you know, for me, SkinCeuticals has always held this like special place in the skincare industry, because not only like from my own experiences, which I will share in a minute, but like also because the dermatologists that I've interviewed that are like, you know, celebrity derms, like they're really like, you know, they, they don't BS people. They are obsessed, uh, you know, especially with like the vitamin C for like uh, serum. Like I've heard so many amazing things from like colleagues and medical professionals. And it just makes you like stop and think like, this is, you know, this is like what skincare should be like something that, you know, medical professionals can get behind. You know what I mean? And oh, say that this you. really works. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I mean, it. Yeah. we always say, the, you, you need great science, you need great formulas, but if you really want to create miracles, <laughs> you need passion, patience, persistence, and professionals at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and Absolutely. everybody can treat their skin and age as they see fit. And our point of view is you do you, we just want to make sure you have great formulas, access to professionals, and good education to make yeah. the decisions that you you want to and it's and, right. and taking care of your skin and aging is a very personal journey and we just yeah. want to be a part of that you know um yeah and, and like you guys women don't really and men. claim you don't claim like anti-aging either which is what I really like like I like that the the website isn't immediate like anti-aging like everything you know I yeah, like we're, yeah we're very indication focused so it's very yeah. it's a very logical brand despite yeah. the fact that some of the most passionate people I've ever met work on the brand. So it's, it's a <laughs> logical, passionate people. And we're very problem solution. And we approach our innovations, not based on trends, though we're always happy when we happen to sit in the middle of one, yeah. but from really where are there problems and where are the insights from physicians where there are problems and right. how can we solve them in a scientific way. Right. And we really lead from that versus everybody is concerned about under eye circles. Okay, what are we gonna do for under eye circles? Um, under eye circles or you know, X is a trend. How are we gonna jump on the trend? Yeah. Because good yeah. science takes time and we Absolutely. don't launch a lot of products and we don't launch a lot of products because we're hard on ourselves and we, we wanna make the best products we can. And if something doesn't work, we go back to the drawing board or we refine it and yeah, make it perfect. Or, make is, it perfect or as perfect as it, as, as it can be. 
you know? Yeah. I mean, um, honestly, like, you know, people say the whole thing, like, you know, skin will never be perfect. And I completely agree with that. And I'm all about that. But I think in terms of like formulating products and the science and like really making sure that you're trying staying true to like the actual medical literature and staying true to like, you know, medical insights from professionals, like you mentioned, like those are things you can perfect as a brand. So that's where I'm like, you know, I really respect what you and your team do because, you know, there's not a lot of brands. Like I'll interview people and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, well, we ran some studies and I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like I can run studies all day. You know what, I mean? <laughs> like, what kind of studies? What was the methodology? What exactly. was the end? And How many people? That's what I, wanna, that's what I really want to dive into is ask you about that because I know you guys probably have this amazing and very intricate process of the science, like what you go through in sure. order to like test your products. So can you give us like some insight into that, the whole process of that? Absolutely. So when we develop, like I said, we start from what is a problem we're trying to solve and are there tensions in how to solve them? Yeah. Um, and a good example, if you think about antioxidants uh, and our most recent launch of Silamarin CF was we know that oily skin because of sebum is yeah. prone to more oxidation and oxidation mm -hmm. creates inflammation, which can create a great environment for, for acne bacteria to form. Yeah. And it also causes free radical damage. Yeah. So how can we solve that knowing that people with oily skin don't necessarily want to use CE ferulic because of the vitamin E, right? Because it's an oil soluble molecule. Yeah. And so we really dove into, and with, with professionals, and I say professionals, scientists, physicians, estheticians, people who bring different insights to the table. Yeah. How do you reduce oil oxidation and what does that mean for the skin? And right. so with Silamarin, it took, gosh, it was probably over six years uh, to, to launch it because wow. when, you, when you start from an insight, you know the science you're going after and then you try to develop formulas based on literature that you think will solve that problem. And right. as you probably know, Ekta, there could be great ingredients, but for whatever reason, they're not soluble or yeah, they're yeah. not soluble in a formula that could be wearable or, or layerable on skin. Um, right. There could be ingredients. And that's why, you know, I'm always in vitro data on ingredients is it's a great starting point. Yes. But it's yeah. all about what does it do in the formula? What's the right concentration? How does the skin like or not like those kinds of ingredients. Yep. So then we, so you start from the science, then you work on the formulations. And yep. if something's too easy at SkinCeuticals, we never want to do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> In the true um, spirit of scientists. We right? don't solve it, we don't want to. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And good yeah. science, like I said, good, our, our head of scientific communications, her name is Hina. Yeah. And she says, good science takes time. And that's a quote or a mantra that we keep very seriously at SkinCeuticals and same with anything worth doing is worth doing well. Yes. Um, and yes. there are some products that we think that we don't make because you know what, somebody can do it better. Yeah. Let them, and, you know, that's and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. That's a big yeah. statement though. And I love that you said that because it's like, you know, um, there's so many brands and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I never name names, but it's like, 
I just sometimes I look and I'm like, why are you, do- why is there, you know, like 15 different <laughs> products? Do you guys even know about this area of skin health? Like, I don't think you, you know, nobody even buys those products think, off their websites. Like it just, it doesn't make sense. So I love that you said that. And I, and I think that that again is a very scientific mind, you know, to recognize that because, you know, with science, like you said, it takes time. It has to be done right. It has to be, you know, you have to go through the literal scientific method to make sure that what you're doing is like adding on to it, you know, to the steps in a meaningful way. So I completely, you know, I completely respect that. And also like one thing that's very interesting that you brought up was about how the skin actually reacts to the ingredients, because I know that in all of medicine, this is a serious, like it's, it's a topic that needs to be understood by people is like, for example, like I know with like, like internal med, you could say like, you know, people giving vitamin D supplements, right. To their patients, mm-hmm. but then the patients don't know that you should be taking that with milk or something fat, like something. Oil like soluble. Because, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I take my, I take my soluble. vitamin D and oil droplets. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, you know, that's the kind of like knowledge that I think consumers in this industry just don't, it's not available to them, you know? So I'm really, really glad that you brought that up about that. And we don't always think to look for it. So for example, if you were shopping for a refrigerator, right? What would you say you really need from a refrigerator? It needs to work. It needs to keep things cold. Maybe I want ice. You wouldn't know all of the background of exactly what you want in a refrigerator. Some people might, right? Um, But I think it's our job at SkinCeuticals, at L'Oreal, in the industry to do this kind of homework so that consumers and, and professionals don't have to worry about so much of that, but we've done our homework in case the question comes up. Yeah. And that's, you know what, that's actually more meaningful than anything because I know like in medical school, they teach you, and I've said this before on my podcast, I've said, literally you get taught from day one, learn how to say you don't know, because if you don't know, then you don't know. And you can't tell people that you do, you know, and then something happens and then down the line, you have no idea why, you know? So it's, I think that's a trait that everyone, like not just in medicine, but like you have to adapt that, you know, um, kind of mindset and anything that's like a professional area. So I, I love that you're like, you know, very like transparent about that. Cause I know a lot of people aren't able to say that, you know, if you approach some brands and you're like, Hey, I have hyperpigmentation, uh, pigmentation issues. What can you help me with? they don't really have an answer. You know, they'll just pitch you marketing words like, oh, well, you know, whatever. So it, it really frustrates me. <laughs> and that's why professionals are so important. Yes. Because they, they do know and they do have expertise. And yeah. to, for some people where it's not so readily accessible, you know, not everybody can go to a dermatologist or an esthetician. And that's why, online resources are also really important because yeah. everybody deserves access to information. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's also where good skincare comes into. I mean, honestly, you know, I've seen so many germs, like I said, like support skinceuticals, you know, on their own personal pages and like TikTok and stuff. And like, they'll, they'll really talk about it in, in a very like positive way, because I think they're trying to tell people like, listen, like you can still buy good skincare, you know, it does exist. It's just that you have to do your homework and you should look at it. So I want to, I want to dive in actually, because I know the, um, the vitamin C and for like, um, like that's a really big heavy hitter for the brand. And I want to know, yeah, like, I want to (laughs) know, like, where did it, where did the concept come from? Like, how did you guys go? Like, what was the whole process of formulating it? Yeah. So CE Ferulic is 
our foundation, our, our flagship, you know, our golds, our, our liquid gold antioxidant. It's our most popular antioxidant. And it was among the first to be developed by Sheldon Pinnell. And the brand was built upon Sheldon Pinnell's science and his work in antioxidants. He was a professor uh, at Duke University. He was a college chemist, college and chemist, excuse me, and a dermatologist. And he was studying antioxidants and the benefits of the skin and its ability to protect the yeah. skin from not only potential disease, but aging. Yeah. And what he found was certain, if vitamin C is formulated in the correct way, meaning pure vitamin C, because our skin recognizes it, at a pH below uh, 3.5, because vitamin C has a charge, so you wanna take the charge off the molecule, and yeah. then at a concentration between 10 and 20%, so more isn't always better, your skin is best able to accept the vitamin C. And yeah. the great thing about vitamin C in this, in this form is that our bodies were built for self-repair, right? Our yeah. skin was as well. And if we take vitamin C, we take vitamin C, uh, which we actually, uh, humans and guinea pigs, I think are the only ones that don't produce vitamin C. I don't know why, I don't know why yeah. the two of us, yeah. uh, and that was, like some of his that was some of his science as well. Um, yeah. if, you, if you take vitamin C orally, your body's smart. It's going to send it to the place where it thinks it needs it the most, which means the skin is probably not first in line. Yeah, but if you can deliver definitely. vitamin C topically, it means your skin has a chance to breathe and do what it does best because you have antioxidants, which are neutralizing free radicals that could potentially damage skin. The other thing he did, in addition to what we call the Duke parameters, is it's not just about the vitamin C. Right? It's not just pure vitamin C, but it's the synergy. It's what plays well in the sandbox together and what boosts yeah. antioxidant protection versus cancels each other out um, or destabilizes the formula. So he did a lot of work in what are the right ingredients uh, and vitamin E is good with lipid peroxidation um, mm. and vitamin E, vitamin C also sort of rejuvenates for lack of a better term, vitamin E. So they go well together. Ferulic acid works well in lipophilic and, and hydrophilic uh, environments. And yeah. it's, it's a very strong antioxidant. So all of those together is what makes the formula different. And then how I would did say, you, how, did you that, how did you combine a water soluble and a lipid soluble vitamin together though? That's really interesting how, how you guys did that. Like vitamin C. And that's is, part, yeah. exactly. And, that, and that's part of the recipe, which is I was gonna get to the next thing is it's not oh. only the synergy, but what is the formula? Yeah. How, do you, how do you get these formulas to live together? And there are certain, as you probably know, uh, gentle surfactants that can bind the, or help the two live together. And yeah. then your formulation, you know, we push the, it's not only the ingredients, it's not only the synergy, it's not only the formulation. And then how do you produce it? Because do you like to bake by any chance? Yes. I love baking. Okay. <laughs> you would never want to eat anything I ever made. Honestly, never. My husband did not marry me for any sense of baking or cooking abilities. But oh, awesome. let's say we both had the same ingredients and we get both get the same recipe. We yeah. both follow those ingredients. I guarantee you that we will not deliver the same cake. So <laughs> even the way, even the sources of your raw materials, how you manufacture them, how you yeah. fill them uh, are all, all 
are part of the efficacy and the differentiation of a formula. And then the last piece I'll, I'll add on to is the obsession with proof. Yeah. And that it's not just production, formula, science, you know, all up, up upstream, but how are you testing that the products work the way you want them to? And a lot of times you learn things about products you didn't know because you've done the testing. And how do you do it in different clinical models and different skin tones, types, backgrounds? Because as we learn more about science and more about the skin and skin reaction of skin of different backgrounds, they react differently. They show signs of aging differently. They show inflammation differently. So how do you now design your tests that try to get try to answer those questions, knowing that any one test is never going to answer everything. And that's why for us in looking at efficacy, we look at clinical testing, we look with a number of different, um, for Silamare, for example, we -hmm. tested in the US, we tested in China and we tested Brazil uh, in different different Fitzpatrick's to to understand how does the product work with, with skin of different backgrounds. So that again, you have a full picture. And then you also look at instrumental testing because that's very objective. That's like, are you hydrated or not? <laughs> Do you reduce right. oil or not? Uh, you know, on the surface of the skin. So it's it's this combination that we try to that we always strive towards. And CE Ferulic, we continue actually on all of our antioxidants. CE Ferulic, Floritensia, and Silamarensia. We're always doing new studies and science on those existing formulas to understand what else do they do? What, how else they can be helpful? Because, you know, if you have a problem solution approach to skincare, there are only yeah. so many problems in the world, right? Right. And so exactly. how do you try to understand the value your formula can bring in a different way, in a new way? And some of the best inspirations and insights we've ever had come from physicians who say, you know, I've been using your product for this, or I noticed your product did this. Did you ever think about testing it? Oh, yeah. true. You know, and, and even with pollution, we started looking at ozone um, yeah. versus to yeah. say particulate matter, which was like super in trend because we're like, ozone is this, you can't see it, you can't smell it, you, it's, but it creates oxidation on the skin. Exactly. And exactly. so, we did studies on um, ozone and, and so to continue to understand how our, how our products work. So that's yeah, kind of like the long and the short of it, but it's really about physician involvement, seeking inspiration and having the science tell you what a formula does Yeah, and designing your, your testing methodologies to answer questions of how does something work? Um, why does something work and does it work, which is the most important. And when we were still traveling and I hope we get to travel again and I go to different markets, my question that I would ask first of physicians, estheticians, beauty advisors, consumers we met is why do you like SkinCeuticals? And the answer I would always get is it works. It works. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And that's like, it warms the cockles of my heart yeah. to, to hear that and to hear that people can trust a product when particularly now we don't know what to trust and whom to trust. And oh my gosh. You're telling so. me. I, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's, that's, see, that's like the gold 
stamp or stamp of approval, I think, when a customer or consumer can say it just works. And, you know, I've had this discussion, honestly, Leslie, with so many, like, I know that derms are kind of like they're on the fence or they're like one side or the other with skincare. So like when it comes to the ones that are like very like not into skincare, I've had this conversation with them. I'm like, you know, well, why are you, uh, you know, well, what about products that are just working? We don't really know all of the molecular reasons why yet. You know what I mean? Like you can't negate them just because like you don't understand how it's completely doing what it's doing. So it's like at the end of the day, the, that consumer saying, I use this because it works. That should be, I think for anyone who's in the medical profession, like I genuinely mean this, it should be like an indicator saying, you know what, this is worth looking into. And whether you're a PhD student or somebody who's on the research side or the clinical side, it's worth looking at, you know, instead of just dismissing skincare because not all skincare is made the same, right? I mean, we just talked about that. And it's really for me, like skincare is so intriguing because of this ability and this the space for innovation and the space for like question marks and like how can we further evolve this you know this technique or this you know new discovery so I absolutely love I I love everything you've said and I love (laughs) you know like I'm just obsessed I'm obsessed like honestly because when science is done right it shows and that's exactly what you're hearing from our consumers it works we we try really hard and it's Dr. Pinnell built the brand upon academic science. And we yeah. try to keep that same philosophy and help the, and, and let the data help us understand the potential or what a product or what an ingredient is doing. Yeah. And try to test accordingly. And even test methodologies have changed since he did testing uh, back in the, the late 90s or early 90s even. Um, and so yeah. that's the great thing about science is it continues to evolve and beauty's in the question marks, right? And sometimes it's yeah. hiding in plain sight. Exactly. Uh, which is, and which is really the, fun. Yeah. And also like, there's so many cures. So like, you know, this is why like, I just, you know, as a, I think as a scientist for me, it's always just like, just the discovery aspect is so interesting. And for me, SkinCeuticals, you know, as just a consumer looking at the brand, that was always something that was very intriguing. It's almost like a kid getting a chemistry set for the first time, you know what I mean? Or like, <laughs> like it's just like, you're just like, ooh, look at this. And like, what does it do? And, and you know, because I get to like go on the website and read because you guys have such beautiful summaries on your website that are so like educational and they're so informative for people to really understand, you know, like how the oh, products work. I bet you say that to all the girls. Echo. No, I don't. I don't. I really don't. <laughs> and if I do, then someone slap me on the wrist because honestly like I mean it because I'm I'm looking at your website you know and I'm like they have all this information there and you know with the world we live in now where information is truly the queen of everything and knowledge you know is is really what rules you have to go onto websites or brands and read what they're doing you know because I think a lot of times people will go into like like a Sephora or an Ulta not saying that's bad but and you know they'll buy something based on how it looks but you really do with skincare have to educate yourself so I really appreciate that about you guys, that you put that science out there for your consumers. Oh, thank you. I'll, yeah. I'll, let, our, I'll let our team know that. They're going to be very <laughs> flattered and excited. Uh, the, I'm glad. Please pass it along. I want to actually ask you, though, about another product that you have that I'm very, very interested in because <laughs> um, the, actually the name really interests me. It's the hyaluronic, hyaluronic acid intensifier. Yep. So what does that mean? Like, can you go into like a little bit of the science of that? Like, Sure. That, yeah. that. That insight 
or the product came from the insight that hyaluronic acid is, I mean, used in aesthetic medicine, beauty, it's everywhere, right? Um, and yeah. you can inject it, you can microneedle it into skin, you can do all these kinds of things. But hyaluronic acid is, it, and hyaluronic acid is very important to the overall health of skin and keeping our skin plump and uh, helping its overall health. Yeah. But hyaluronic acid as a molecule is enormous. And so yeah. to allow for hyaluronic acid to be absorbed into the skin, it's pretty much like getting an elephant in a car. It's, it's just, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> and even when I've seen like, you know, micro fragmented hyaluronic acid, it's still enormous. Yeah. So it's, so we said, okay, we know hyaluronic acid is important and you, how do you get it into, you know, getting it into the surface layers of the skin, really important, but it, but, it, you know, in the epidermis, it might not get to the epidermis kinds of things like that, but yeah. are there ways to support skin's own ability to just make its own hyaluronic acid? You know, we don't even have right. to, we don't have to deliver it. We're not going to deliver it, but we can deliver certain things to skin surface so that skin has the ability, you know, to the point of antioxidants of, you know, doing what it does best. Yeah, like aiding so, it. Exactly. So yeah. we worked with a team of physicians and scientists on the formulation and tried to understand how do you support hyaluronic acid levels in the skin and, you know, support the production of them and help prevent them from breaking down. Mm. Um, because hyaluronic acid is a process. It's in our skin, just like we build and break down collagen. We create anti we create oxidation in our system to have energy. We break it down. You know, it's, it's all, we're all about homeostasis, right? Work-life balance. Agree? Yeah. <laughs> our bodies are, are like built for work-life balance and then we get in the way or the exactly. environment gets in the way. Um, and so the formula was designed to help the skin make its own hyaluronic acid. And while, you know, we, we don't know the full reasons why it works. Yeah. We know that the formula when people use it, they have more hyaluronic acid in their skin, which is great. That's pretty cool. And um, it's, I didn't, when we were developing that formula, I kept thinking, I don't, I'm not sure I believe in this. I'm not sure I believe in this. I don't think that yeah. this hold up. And they kept holding up. And that's sort of the fun thing. And, and there are some, some projects we're working on now where I think to myself, or I say, I don't know, I don't know. You yeah. know, and then the data, the data shows you up. And then sometimes you really think something's going to work and the data is like, Oh, hmm. Yeah. That wasn't what I was expecting. But so hyaluronic, so HA intensifier helps intensify the own natural hyaluronic acid present in the skin. So would you suggest then we should use something like that above like a hyaluronic acid serum? Like what do you think consumers should do? Like maybe use both together or like how how does that work in terms of like synchronicity with like other products? Yeah, so HA intensifier also includes uh, different kinds of hyaluronic acid in them, different sizes. Okay. Because okay. it's also hyaluronic acid is also, it's a great moisturizer, right? So yeah. we shouldn't hate on hyaluronic acid because it's a big molecule. <laughs> right. It's just, it's just not, if, if you really want to change some things in the skin, seeing a, you know, you need to be able to see a professional who can work deeper in the skin or looking at ingestibles, other, other ways to help your 
body build its own hyaluronic acid and it's, it's, it do its own thing. Yeah. So I, I, I also think skincare comes down to, it also has to be enjoyable to use because yeah, it's, it's self-care more than ever. So yeah. if you want to use uh, HA intensifier and you still have a hyaluronic acid product that you love, put the, put the HA intensifier on first because it's a little thinner. Uh, hyaluronic mm -hmm. acid serums tend to be a little bit more viscous, right? A little, yeah, more, yeah. it's got a little bit more body. Uh, and then you put that on, on top of it. And then if it's yeah. in, in, in the morning, you put an AOX on first before you do anything and you never leave the house without sunscreen. Period. Yes. Sunscreen. End of story. <laughs> yes. End of there's story. There's one thing. Period. After that, like there's, you know, yeah. And no, I completely agree. And I love that. I'm glad that you like really explained that because I was wondering, I'm like, you know, cause obviously I know it's working like you know in the skin itself to intensify like you said the production of hyaluronic acid but yeah that's really that's good to know because I know a lot of consumers um often have questions about well what layer or like what step should I do first you know what I mean so it's like I try to clarify that as much as I can so everyone listening I hope you understood that part because the rule, the, the rule of thumb that we give is thinnest to thickest and yeah. if it's the morning sunscreen last Love it. Love it. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And I, I, you know, and I just want to, I just want to actually ask, like, just on a personal note, like sure. you know, for you, like, what are some of your favorite projects that you've like kind of spearheaded uh, for the brand that for you are just like, you know, close to your heart? Who are, who are my babies? Cool... Yes. Yes. Let's see. I have, I've been on the brand 10 years, so I have a lot of babies. Um... <laughs> <laughs> just multi-pairs guys. I, just I would fun. say... H HA intensifier was definitely one, and that was yeah. quite a, a scientific ride. Triple yeah. lipid restore is one of my favorite formulas, which came from an insight from a physician in Korea, who, oh. when we were looking at lipids and for skin's barrier and overall health, she said, everybody focuses on ceramides, but when you age, you're actually deficient in cholesterol and not ceramides. And mm. if you have atopic or dry skin, you're deficient in ceramides. So not all blends are right for this, for the same indication, right? Or different indications, sorry. Okay. Not all blends are right for different indications. So triple lipid restore 242 is developed based on the ratio in literature. That's the right, the right combination of lipids and fats for the skin to help aging skin, like most of us, uh, yeah. reinforce our skin's barrier. And what's also really nice about that formula is I, I like to think of it as like all of the fat and none of the grease. So it doesn't feel heavy or overly balmy on skin. And yeah. it's also layerable. And I'll tell you to get those levels of ingredients in the skin. Uh, there's a, a woman on in our labs named Patty. And I just can remember sometimes we celebrate how many formulas it took us to get the right one. And, yeah. you know, the labs share a similar passion for solving problems of formulation. And that's just, that's, that's a, a baby that I love. And then Silamarin, you know, I worked right. on that when I first joined. Um, so it might've even been more than six years, <laughs> wow. but in, in creating an antioxidant that really works best for, for oily skin or skin that's prone to blemishes. And so, 
So those are those are some of my babies. And what I think I like about those babies is is the journey that they they've all taken. Yeah. To to get to where they are. And there were a lot of ups and downs and challenges and surprises that make the journey interesting. And, and they're all ones that you needed everybody, you know, cross-functionally to make it happen. Right. Right. No, I love that. I really love that. And I love that you, you know, you're able to like, it must be so cool, right? Like seeing the products that, you know, you like really began the project and just seeing the success of it. That must be such a cool feeling. It's a, it's a great feeling. Um, yeah. And when you, but when you create products, sometimes it takes a long time to see your product, right? Cause it might take 18 months to two years to develop a product. You know, yeah. if you're lucky <laughs> uh, or if you're starting from scratch, you know, all of the stability testing, the compatibility, the clinicals and um, that if you jump of, if not if jump, but if you rotate brands or you move to different positions too early, you don't get to see your, your products come to life. And that's, that's, that is something that SkinCeuticals has, has always kept me here not only because it's a business that's always evolving and, and so it presents interesting business uh, opportunities and challenges, but you get yeah. to see the formulas, you know? Um, yeah, the science. Then come to life and how they come to life because they may start one way and they end up, you know, a totally different way. Just like, you know, you have a child and you think they're going to be one thing and nope, they're totally something else, but they're I just know. as great as what you thought. <laughs> Or so you try to convince yourself. Or so you try to convince yourself, but they're there. I love my you know, child. They, love they my become child. their own person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love that. No, that's so cool. And I, I think that's, you know, that that's why I wanted to ask you because, you know, for me, I know like it, just from any perspective, I guess, you know, for me, it's always science, but like just watching research come to life. is just one of the most beautiful things. And it's, you know, I remember back in my early days watching like the RT PCR machine and like seeing if my genes were amplified, and, like, you know, the way I it. So, like, you, you were know, the real deal. You, yeah. Like it just makes you really like excited, you know, when something works or if something doesn't work and trying to figure it out. So I, I love that. And I love that you've been with the brand and you're you know obviously doing a phenomenal job because it's just a it's it's in its own category like genuinely like you know when when you have a brand that's being supported by so many people from so many different backgrounds like it really people need to stop and think like there must be something very extraordinary here and so you know I can't say enough good things about SkinCeuticals and also you because you're amazing (laughs) and and I could talk to you for days um but no this has been wonderful Leslie and thank you so much for giving us so much um knowledge and insight I hope everyone listening you've uh, learned a lot because you know this is really the goal here for me on skincare anarchies to invite you know more guests like Leslie who can really talk to us about the science and talk to us about like why skincare can make a difference so um, I just want to thank you so much for your time. Thank, thank you. And, and thank to you. Thank you to you and your listeners for taking the same amount of time. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really been, you know, it's a rainy day over here in New York and you've made at least my day uh, much brighter. I love these. Oh. I love these kinds of conversations. Yes, so me too. If you ever want to have another one and just talk science, I'm up for it. Oh, yeah. Look, yeah, we're going to invite her right back on as many times as possible. I'm going to be like stalking your calendar. Like, when can I get an hour in? <laughs> so, okay. Well, everyone listening, I'll be back next time. But Leslie, thank you so much. Thanks so much, Ecta. Bye, everybody.